Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Well, as always, we are walking in sunshine here inside. Our uh, Watchdog Morning Show tries to bring sunshine into your life every day. And today it's also sunny outside. Going to be another delightful day like we had yesterday. Sunshine, blue skies. Temperature up to around 53 today. The rest of the week pretty much the same. A little bit warmer in the low 60s tomorrow and Thursday. Now we will see some rain, a good bit of rain coming in on Friday. And then the tail end of the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, again, sunny and nice. Right now, 40 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 38 degrees at the Highlands. Even freezing, 32 in my backyard in Elm Grove at the home studios, where I'm not today. And 39 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Bob, I, 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 do you remember taking civics classes at school? All that's kind of blocked out, Howard. I don't well, remember right. too your, much your about school, any of that. You, your school was all blocked out for you, yeah. Broadcasting, and that was pretty much it, right? That was it. Um, I remember civics classes. I don't know if they still teach civics or not. But you, you're a you're a pretty you're a pretty sharp guy. You have civics educated yourself pretty good over the years. Okay, maybe. All right. Oh, don't you think so? I well, mean, I mean, you're making me nervous, Howard. I don't no, know. No. Do you already have the answers? No, and how no, am I going to no, do no, on no. this? I don't even, I'm not sure I'm going to run a test or not. We're going to talk here with a guest in just one quick second. But I just, I know, I, I think of you as a guy who really has a pretty good grasp of civics. I've got all the answers, Howard. Just uh, most are, of the time they're not right. The question is, are they right yeah, or not? Yeah, that's right. And my problem is that I don't know that kids today are learning enough about civics. Hillary Crow is with us uh, this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Vice President of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce uh, Foundation and leads the National Civic Bee uh, across the country. And I wanted to talk about the National Civic Bee and about civics in general. Good morning. Welcome to our show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So do they still teach civics in school? <laughs> in some places they do, but largely civics is not being taught. And we really stopped teaching it in our country in about 40 years ago. So we've had a real lack of civic knowledge in the last 40 years. You know, without getting political, it seems to me that it, it, that, that, that lack of civic knowledge is really showing itself in the contemporary world where folks just really don't understand what is supposed to happen, therefore don't understand what is happening. Thoughts, Hillary, on why, why do we pull back from making civics a critical part of education? Well, around the same time that we started investing in STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, mm -hmm. math. Mm -hmm. We stopped investing in civics. And I think for about every $50 that the federal government invests in STEM, we invest about 50 cents into civics. And so that sustained deprioritization has had some real consequences. All right, that makes sense. So we, we just readjusted national priorities. and But I think maybe it's time to adjust them back. Uh, that's right. kind of what kind of what you're doing with the National Civics Bee, right? Trying to refocus attention, at least on civics. Yes, we really wanted to elevate civics as a national priority and increase 
civics literacy. So we launched the National Civics Bee, which is a nationwide competition that encourages young Americans to engage in civics and contribute to their communities. So middle school students in grades six, seventh, and eighth have an opportunity to flex their civics knowledge for a chance to win recognition and cash prizes. How do kids take part in this? So the portal opened yesterday, so it's, it's open from now until January 8th. They enter by submitting an essay, 500 words or less, about an issue in their community and how they could use civics to address it or solve it. Hmm, okay. And then the top 20 scoring essays, those students are invited to compete in a live local competition where they answer quiz rounds of civics-based questions. The top finalists advance to state-level competitions, and then the state champions in each state will be invited to participate in the national rounds of the National Civics B in Washington, D.C. Uh, is this the, the B, so to speak, is it like a spelling B? I mean, a series of questions and see who answers them and so on. Is that the way it works? There are multiple choice civics-based quiz questions. So similar, but they sort of start at a middle school level difficulty and get increasingly harder as it goes along all the way through high school level questions. Why is it important that kids know civics maybe better than they do today? Or why is it important that we focus on this? Well, we believe that every young person, whether he or she wants to grow up to be a plumber or the president, they really need to understand how our government and political system works. They need to know what their rights and responsibilities are as citizens. And we think that there's a really strong connection here as we think about our next generation of leaders and the civics knowledge and skills and dispositions that they ought to have to ensure our strength as a country and the strength of our democracy. Um, if, if teachers, educators, administrators are listening, and many of them do to this show, uh, or parents or students for that matter, uh, how can they get involved or where can they at least get some more information? Yes. Please go to nationalcivicsb.org, whether you're an, an educator, a parent, a student, a business leader, whatever your role is in your community, there's information at nationalcivicsb.org about how to engage, how to involve, get involved, and if you're a student, how to enter the competition. This kind of goes back to a question I asked earlier, but why is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce involved in this? This, this does not necessarily seem like a you know, chamber is a business thing, civics somewhat separated from business. Why is, that, why is the chamber involved in this? Well, at the U.S. Chamber Foundation, we believe in the power of business to help solve some of our biggest challenges. And when we started taking a close look at the challenges in civics about five years ago, we noticed that business has not really been at the table here. And as employers who you know connect with people employees in every community across the country there's a real opportunity for them to help elevate civics as a priority in the communities where they serve and to help increase civic knowledge across the country all right uh, people can go to find out more at nationalcivicsb.org is that correct that's correct nationalcivicsb.org all right hillary appreciate your time this morning thank you very much um encourage folks to find out more about it by going and doing that. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for having me. Hillary Crow is vice president for the uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation and leads the National Civic Bee.
I, I, civics class, I remember civics classes when I was in junior high school. I mean, it's something I, I have an interest in, but truthfully, Bob, to me, it was one of those classes you could go and take and, you know, not not pay a lot of attention to. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I think it's just a, a matter of just doing good. Uh, you, you know, Howard, like yourself, I've really never lived any other place but Elm Grove. I, I love Elm Grove, and one of the things I, I think about of Elm Grove is the Elm Grove Civics. <laughs> yes, and my grandfather yeah. was a lifetime member, and I was for a while, but I, I'm not a I'm not a club kind of kind of guy. But uh, I, I know they do really, really good things over at, uh, at the Elm Grove Civics, Howard. You want to take a civics quiz? i got a couple of them here. Oh, take I'll a- take a shot. I have the answers. I just don't know if they're right. Howard. I don't have the answers either. I'm going to take this along with you. I, I love tests like that. I, Hell yes. I, I, I can't. I mean, I will get the answers, but I can't, I can't see the answer until we take the quiz. They're multiple choice, so we'll take it together. Want to do that? Let's do it. All right. Which branches of government can declare war? Executive, judicial, legislative, or all of the above? became a very big issue during Vietnam. I'm going to go all of the above. Incorrect. I, no, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Well, you, okay. I'm going to, because we're going to have to find out. I believe it is only the legislative branch that can declare war. But won't history tell us that that's not true? Well, that's one of the ongoing fights we have right now. And we had Vietnam was a big deal about it. Uh, uh, that you know, if the president, the president can send troops as chief of, uh, commander in chief, but a war has to be, I believe, we'll find out when we get, these, when we get to the end answers. Well, that's what the history books, I thought, always said, that it had to be Congress, right? Exactly. Congress, the executive branch. How many senators does each state have? Uh, two. Dus. All right. Let's move on. What do you think is the difference between our two types of congressional representatives? A representative term is longer than a senator's term. A representative represents districts. Senators represent the entire state. Representatives answer to the governor. Senators answer to the president. Representatives are appointed by population where every state has two senators. You can pick more than one of those. Jeez, I, I thought just about all of them was right, but I lost kind of tra- I lost I know, track. I, yeah, it's hard. I think There's more than one of those that are correct. You are correct. I, I think you are correct. Representatives represent districts. Senators represent the entire state. Yes. You know, so the first congressional, we only have two now. We used to have four congressional districts, but we have one state. Senator represents the entire state. The Congress people represent individual districts. And representatives are appointed by population. So that's why we've gone from four to two as our population has gone down. We have fewer population. Therefore, fewer members of Congress. There was one like trick question in there about the the, the Congress uh, answers to the governor yeah. and the yeah yeah no not that is that is not correct. Um, so the second one that's also correct: representatives are appointed by apportioned by population. Every state has two senators. Let's do one or two more here. Uh, the Supreme Court has five, seven, eight, or five, seven, nine, or eleven justices. Nine. Correct. I believe. I keep saying correct, like that's what I think. Who signs a bill into law? Congress, courts, federal courts, Supreme Court, the president? Ah. President. It's an easy one. The president signs the bills into law. Now, keep in mind, these are for 7th and 8th graders, so we probably, Thanks, Howard. We probably should do reasonably well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about this one. In what year did women get the right to vote in the United States? That would be uh, Susan B. Anthony, right? 1920, uh, okay. 1776, 1918, or 1898. Can, can you run that, Bobby, one I more time? I will indeed. 
1898. I'm going to go 1898. I'm going to go with 1920. I am not sure. Let's see what happens here. Uh, Surely it was before that, Howard. I mean, come on. No, I think they did not get the right to vote until late. You mean my great-grandmother couldn't vote? I don't know. To become a U.S. citizen through naturalization, you must be a permanent resident of this country for how many years? Three, four, five, or ten? I'm, 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 it's a strictly a guess for me. I have no idea. Well, what? guess. What? I'll guess five. I'll be different. I'll go three. All right, I'll put three down here for you and see what happens. Um, well, this is so. Which part of the government regula- regulates Congress? Uh, regulates commerce, excuse me. Congress, the Commerce Department, the President, or the Treasury? How about the Commerce Department? I would think that would be the answer. It, it could be a trick question. I don't know. And this is number 10. Hopefully there's only 10 of them here. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, how is an executive order overridden? Congress must approve executive orders, and they choose not to do so. Congress vetoes the order. The judicial branch must intervene, or the next president overrides the order. Again, executive orders. How do you override that? I would have to say the next president. I think you are right. Uh, again, that's I, I'm, I'm totally not totally sure about I'm that. I'm just looking for a C, Howard. I just want to pass. <laughs> Does an executive order immediately become a law? I don't think so. And it's not really a law. It, it takes a little time, it, doesn't it? it? it takes, no, it takes effect right away, but it's not a law. It's an executive order. Uh, in our TV show that you and I watch all the time, West Wing, there were executive orders signed all the time. Come on, let's get to an I, I can't get the solutions until I get through all these questions. What year was the Constitution written? 1776, 1778, 1781, or 1787? Is that a trick question? Sort of. It's a couple years after 76, then? Right. I'll go the next one after 76. That would be 78. That's not right either. I can tell by your expression. No, I'm I'm guessing. I'm I'm really guessing. It's I, I know it's not 1776. I'm gonna I'm gonna go further. I'm gonna go 1787. These are things I should know. You know, I should stop doing this because this is embarrassing to me. Yeah, we're not doing really well, Howard. Which of the following is not a presidential responsibility? Write and pass a law, execute a law, nominate justices, service commander in chief. That's an easy one. Is not a presidential responsibility. They don't write and pass laws. They do not. They do not. That that's the executive branch. Come on here, guys. Let's get to the end. It's probably 25. If I I can't get to more quickly, because I can't get to the answers until we get to the end. Uh, The fact that president can issue pardons without oversight is an example of checks and balances, separation of powers, an executive order, or none of the above. Um, That's not an executive order? No, it's a pardon. None of the above, then. Could be separation of powers. It could be none of the above. Let's wait and see what happens. All right, uh, this is 15. I'm going to stop at 15 and see if I can find answers here. Who is responsible for... This is, this is a, a issue right now. Who is responsible for trying impeachment cases? Congress, the Senate, the Supreme Court, or none of the above? Trying the impeachment case. I was going to say Senate, but... I'm going to go with Senate. I think it is the Senate. Congress Congress impeaches. They bring the orders of impeachment forth, and then the Senate holds the trial. How do we do? Overseen by the Supreme Court. Now, let me see. If I push these buttons, can I get to 
Oh, it's going back. Come on, give me answers. Give me. Okay. Are you done? You're ready to see the results. Uh, oh, I got to put my email in here now. Oh, my God. All right. Put my email. It's right there. All right. This should give us answers. This should give us answers. This should give us answers. Should give us answers. Want to play some game show music here, Howard? All right, let's go. The ones we which branch of government can declare war? Uh, the correct answer: legislative branch. We were right. How many senators does each state have? The correct answer: two. Uh, the difference between two types of congressional representatives? We got that right. Uh, they represent districts. Senators represent the state, and representatives are apportioned by population. Supreme Court has nine justices. We got that right. Who signs a bill into law? The president. We got that right. I was right. What what year do women get the right to vote? 1920. That's kind of embarrassing. It is. I mean, it, it is. And that's why I kind of knew that. I, it, women could not vote until 1920. I always base everything on 1917 because that was the year that my grandparents were born and their mother couldn't, couldn't, couldn't vote. vote. Their mother, right. 1920 was the year that women got the right to vote. Uh, to become a U.S. citizen through naturalization, you have to be a lawful resident for? I went with three. Uh, the correct answer is five. I went with three. Uh, which part regulates commerce? That would be the Commerce Department. How is an executive order typically overwritten? We are correct. The next president just, you can't, nobody can override an executive order except a president. Does an executive order immediately become law? No. What year was the Constitution written? I was right, 1787. Howard's on a roll. I'm on a roll here. Which of the following is not, we got this one right, which of the following is not a presidential responsibility, write and pass laws? We both got that right. The fact that the president can issue pardons without oversight is an example of, I remember we said it could either be none of the above or separation of powers. That's separation of powers. Two more. Who tries impeachment cases? The Senate. Can an impeachment be appealed? I don't think we answered that question. Can an impeachment be appealed? I appeal that question. The correct answer is no. You cannot appeal. <laughs> I cannot, you cannot do that. There you go. Right. Well, Just like back at Tridelphia, Howard, look at you. <laughs> well, I did. A plus. But I, but there were, I should have known some more of those. I took some guesses there. So, All right, there you go. That is the National Civics Test that um, kids are taking. You can take it yourself, by the way, if you'd like to. Go to nationalcivics.org, nationalcivicstest.org, and... Um, yeah, a couple, they've got a couple of tests there. You can take it. And by the way, the grand prize for kids, 7th, 8th, and 9th graders, is uh, $50,000. How much? $50,000. That's a lot of money. Should we pretend like we're kids? Might, might want to study up a little bit, Howard. <laughs> and, uh, so enter your kids if you'd like to find out about it. All right, 927, 27 past the hour. It's the Watchdog Morning Show. For My name a... is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention we're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7. We're available to see somebody. Hail WV. Off the left side. He'll go in untouched. Touchdown, West Virginia. He's This Saturday, WVU tussles with Cincinnati in Morgantown. And he's in. It's a touchdown in the end zone. And it is a great day to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. Our coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. on the official radio home of Mountaineer football.
With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense. Or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Come up today, uh, statewide talk line 1006 uh, this morning when we are done here. Brad will hop in again. Brad McElhinney, Metro News statewide correspondent. Uh, we'll be talking once again about what we just talked about with Brad, the uh, governor, and his uh, problems with his creditors. Uh, also from Fox News, uh, Jonathan Savage will be in with Hoppy. You know, Bob, we've talked about, of course, there is the war in Ukraine. We're all aware of that. There is now the war in Israel and Hamas. And I'm getting nervous about what's happening with Iraq and Syria. We've been shooting down Syrian fighter planes. You know, it's another hot spot in the world. And I have a real problem calling it a war because, again, unless I'm just missing the whole deal, these terrorists cross the border. They shoot down civilians. I mean, they didn't really even get into a firefight with, with too many people that would be classified as military. They they killed women and children. How in that? How is that a war? Is, or am I just an idiot? Well, I mean, I, I I I think it's a very valid point that you make, but I I think it is a war. As in, you have two sides. One side is a terrorist, as opposed to a country, and then you have the country of Israel uh, shooting each other and trying to kill each other. Uh, to me, that is a war. Then if we're at war, then everybody else already – and I know it's tough to watch, Howard. You said you couldn't watch it last night. But if these two countries were, are at war, I think you got to let them go, right? I mean – Well – And and where are the bordering countries? Why, why well, aren't they a, doing more well, to help the these problem. folks out? But the problem is what side are they coming down on? Many of them are will, will be supportive of Hamas because they are Muslim countries. Uh, and Israel has some pacts with some of the other countries. They'll – you know, it's it's – I mean, it, it is – we talk about the Ukraine and in some other countries. The most volatile part of the world for all millennia has been Israel and its surrounding areas. It's a mess. I just think you're giving these people a pass. They, they came in. I mean, I didn't see the pictures, but I read where they decapitated uh, people, children. Yes. And, uh, again – to me, they have to be destroyed. And well, I, that's what Israel's I, I trying don't, to do. And I, I don't mean, blame them for saying, look, you have no idea. Stay out of this. And that's what Israel's trying to do. I mean, they're trying to destroy uh, Hamas. I mean, they're bombing everywhere, including, sadly, civilians. 
But they're they're trying to. I mean, Netanyahu has said, I believe in these words, we intend to wipe them off the face of the earth. And again, uh, it, it seems that uh, the bordering countries aren't doing anything at all to help uh, these people. It seems like they want to make it more difficult and want these people to suffer. So they can point the finger at, at Israel, and that's just wrong. I just I don't see why we don't get more pushback and say, "Look, you can chirp all you want, but uh, it, but it's sad to watch people suffering. I, I I can't watch it. You can't watch it." Continuing off, Hoppy today. You know what today is? Today is the fifty third anniversary of the Marshall football plane crash. Wow, nineteen seventy. Yeah, seventy. Fifty third. That's uh, so. Do the math. Whatever that is. Um, I remember I was working, at, I was around the radio station up on the hill, uh, and I know our news guys went down and actually covered it. Uh, uh, I was, what, been about 17 years old, I guess. But to Hoppy today, I'll be talking with some people who were uh, around at the time, uh, including uh, one guy who was playing for the Charleston football team that day and then would later join the Marshall team when they struggled to rebuild. Remember the Marshall team tried to come, not tried, they did come back after a while. Um, so um, a little bit, uh, maybe nostalgia, not the right word, a little bit of uh, history today, statewide talk line with Hoppy on that. And um, I guess I have some other things here, but that's those are the interesting things. So Hoppy coming up today at 10.06. Tomorrow on this show, we'll talk to uh, Wheeling's vice mayor, Chad Thalman, who'd like to be the mayor. Uh, he is announcing his uh, candidacy for mayor officially tonight. And, um, and I've invited him to come on tomorrow, which he will do. So we'll talk about uh, his candidacy for mayor. And after tonight, officially, we will now have three candidates in the race. Denny Magruder, Rosemary Ketchum, Chad Thalman. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. How many more? What, what's going to round out? Five, two. six, two. two more? Two. I do not know who they are. I have no idea. No, none. I think you will see two more. I will. I, you may see, and I do not have any names in my mind, so I'm not hiding anything here. I think you will probably see a business person come forward, um, a reasonable business person. And I phrase it that way because I also think you'll probably see one more nutbag. There's always one nutbag running for uh, mayor. Um, and I, so I, my, that's my guess. It's, it's a thousand percent guess. We could end up with just these three. But I think there'll be at least two more. I think will be one will be a more business-oriented person, and I think one will be just one of these guys that run or women that run to sort of stir things up. Well, are you, what do you ta- think? Well, are you talking about either Alex Coogan or Tony Dominic? Well, those are two someone of that nature, and I don't mean to call them nutbags. It's actually, they're, they're, those are nice guys. But but running, knowing you really don't have much of a yeah, cho- right, yes, chance to win, they're running to just. Shake things up. That's my guess. You will see someone of that nature, and I'm not. I'm not suggesting either one of those two, but you're right of that nature. And then I think you'll see some business-oriented person, man or woman, uh, who will say it's time that we bring a more business approach to this. I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. Well, I mean, how do you feel about that? Again, I, I, I thought when Denny Magruder jumped in fast, I thought it was fast. Uh, that would turn some people off that was thinking about it, thinking, you know what, Denny's just too popular. That name is too big. Uh, That's going to keep me out. I will not throw my hat in the ring. Uh, Well, there's still three. But those, the other two we've known, I mean, uh, Rosemary and um, uh, Chad have, Chad has danced around it. Rosemary's been pretty clear about it in private. 
for quite some time. They were going to be in the race. Denny was a bit of a surprise to me. Maybe it'll be those three. And then I got to really stop and think long and hard about that. I got to do some political calculating, ciphering. I got to do some political ciphering to see how that's going to play out. If it's if it ends up being Rosemary, Chad, and Denny, um, I, I, you got to do some political ciphering. And I, I, we talked about this last week. I, I think then the next thing that kind of puzzles me is we haven't heard a peep out of Denny. Not uh, not at all. He came out. That was back in what July. Or late June, maybe. It, it, it was right the around there. You yeah. came on the show the day after you announced. We were in that studio. And, and so that I, was the end of it. Um, and I have, not just us, I haven't heard him any anywhere. And that may be his, could be a game plan. I don't know. I had intended to ask Denny to come on this week. And then when I realized that Chad was announcing this week, I don't want to, you know, I want everybody to have a chance to kind of be on their own there. We had Rosemary the day after she announced. We'll have Chad after he announced. Then I'll, I'm going to revisit, hopefully, with Denny. Soon. I know nothing about this stuff, but listening to you, listening to Stephen, listening to Brad, if I was in Rosemary's camp, I would be thinking positive. I would be thinking, okay, you got Denny over here, you got Chad over here, different in ages, different in a, a couple of things, but pretty similar in a lot. Mm-hmm. If they cancel each other out, that's great for us. I, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty smart analysis, uh, and I think that. Again, we're a lot of people that I've talked to, I don't want to make it a generational thing, but people of an old, slightly older generation say things like, well, Denny Magruder is clearly, obviously, the, you know, and I get that. I said that. I, and I get that completely. But I think what is forgotten is that there is a growing group of active young people. I call them the they're progressive. They're the artistic crowd. You know, they're opening up coffee shops and they're going to these uh, art galleries and it's it's a it's a and and, and they vote. That's the key thing. They, you know, so I think what Rosemary is counting on is there may well be a lot of folks out there sort of go, oh, I think Denny's a nice guy. But I think Rosemary is counting on rallying that little group together. And if nobody comes and challenges that in that arena, she's got that gang all to herself. And that may very well be enough to win. Uh, I'm not saying it is, but I think, but I think you've analyzed that quite well. That's exactly right. And let's remember the last time uh, the, the mayoral uh, race, Chris Ham gave uh, Glenn Elliott all he wanted. Chris Ham almost won. Uh, Chris Ham won until the final um, absentee ballots came in. And let's remember the same thing for Chad Thalman up in Warwick. Chad was Chad lost until the final absentee ballots came in. So I guess going to show you how hard the whole election was rigged. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Chad's theme, as I mentioned to you, uh, I suppose we'll hear it tonight and talk about it tomorrow, but I saw it on his little invitation cards, continue the comeback. He is clearly going to play up on the mayor. As mayor Elliott has done a good job. This council's done a good job. We've been moving in the right direction. Let's continue moving that way. That's where he's going to be. Focusing his efforts on. You could have Tippecanoe and Tyler, too, and people look around at the streets. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You might want to just let that let that lay out. <laughs> or you could have one of Bob Slider's famous uh, uh, campaign slogans he once upon a time recommended. Yeah, I'm not 100. I'm not 90. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that didn't work out so good. It did not, no. All right, uh, let's wa- work out with uh, Taylor Long. She's got Ohio Valley Headlines. 
Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 14th. New Martinsville police tell us that a fire yesterday afternoon resulted in a double-wide trailer being completely destroyed. The double-wide trailer was located on the street from the New Martinsville school. Officials tell us there were no injuries. New Martinsville Fire Department, Sardis Fire, and some other units from the surrounding area responded to the blaze. Details are still limited right now, but stay with 7 News for additional updates. And looking to Harrison County yesterday, a man agreed to a plea deal for his involvement in the death of his eight-year-old daughter. Christopher Merkins and his girlfriend, Jessica Currents, were charged following the death of eight-year-old Peyton Merkins at their previous residence in Moorfield in June of 2021. Earlier this year, Currents pled guilty to several charges, including reckless homicide at Harrison County Common Pleas Court. Just prior to the commencement of the jury selection for his trial, Merkins entered a plea agreement for child endangerment. His sentencing is scheduled for December 5th. And listen to this, for over 20 years, a Caring Place Child Advocacy Center has been a vital resource for Jefferson County's children. Each year, the center honors an individual with the Helen Karasi Child Advocacy Award for their significant contributions. This year, the award was presented to Russell Russ Curry, a dedicated community servant. During a reception on November 9th, he expressed his gratitude and emphasized the center's importance to the county's children. And don't forget, we want to honor a remarkable woman who makes a difference in our community. If you know an outstanding woman, we encourage you to nominate her for our Remarkable Woman Contest. Just visit WTRF.com and click on the Contest tab. There you will see the Remarkable Woman section where you can nominate a woman of your choice. But remember, you cannot nominate yourself. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. You know, I've been so busy this morning getting things here and trying to add Facebook. What is, what is your theme? What have you, you just have good a, music? Just, just, music. just, yeah, just good just music. Stuff we haven't heard for a while. Sarah Smile, good music. Uh, 9.43, 17 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, national politics. You remember last week I talked about David Axelrod, uh, one of the key campaign people for Barack Obama.
and he is now a uh, does a podcast. He works for CNN. He's a commentator. Um, and when the the poll came out a week or so ago that showed that um, Trump was beating Biden in key back battleground states, Axelrod said maybe Biden should uh, you know think about not continuing his campaign. Let somebody else take over. <laughs> Apparently, um, Biden didn't like that, and um, he called um, he called Axelrod a. Um, well, a piece of the male anatomy that begins with PR. You're going about, you know. Axelrod said, well, Biden wouldn't be the first to call me that. So he left with that. Um, he said, uh, Jonathan Martin from Politico, who has covered Biden for years, reported money that Biden referred to him as a prick. And, uh, and then uh, Axelrod said, hey, I, he wouldn't be the first. In my many years, I know he was irritated. I raised concerns that many, many Democrats have. And my feeling, and this is a good, good quote here. Axelrod says his his point to Biden is either get out or get going. Put together a campaign that's going to work, or or get out. So that's interesting. Anyways, I thought that was. <laughs> well, he's not here, but you are, Howard. Okay, I'm picturing a Democratic debate. Well. First of all, will the president participate, and will they show him respect, or will they come after him, Howard? Well, I don't know who they are. I mean, everybody else up on the stage with him. Yeah, but there aren't. There are no other candidates running. There are no other Democrats running. You don't think that'll change? You think it'll just be him? I do. So I do. nobody's going to come forward and challenge. I don't him. think so. No, no, unless Biden. No, I don't think there will be a challenge to Biden. I think if Biden, I'm not totally ruling out that Biden may at some point say I'm going to step down. But I don't think anybody will challenge him. If, but, uh, but to take your hypothetical, if there is a debate of some kind, uh, I think they'll go after him. I mean, but I, I don't know who it would be. Well, let me rephrase at one, this. At one point, it would have been RFK because he was he was a Democrat. He would have had a debate. He could have had a debate with Biden, but he's now become an independent. So the only way that that could probably happen is would be if Joe Biden decided not to uh, run for reelection. Right. Then you if have, that happens, and we, we're picturing that stage full of, of candidates. Will they come out and blast his administration? Will they come out and say, look, we got to do things a lot different than President Biden did? See that look on my face? A little puzzling. Yeah, that's a, I'm thinking about that. My first instinct is to say no. I would, I'm not sure there's any value in that. Uh, if Biden's already out of the race, I'm not sure there's any value in that. But i, I got to think that through. Maybe some would. And I, I think I may actually be lying. I believe there might be some other guy who's already announced. I suspect if it's only I, – I just I don't think there will be a debate, again, unless Biden gets out and we have a big field of candidates um, for the Democrats. Um, now, <laughs> Trump has eschewed the GOP primary debates. Let us assume that come – General election time, the candidates are Biden and Trump. Will Trump debate, and what would that debate be like? Um, somebody better prepare Joe Biden a lot for that because he he is um, Donald Trump, whom I despise, but he knows how to he knows how to take control of a stage. I know you liberals are a tight bunch, but I just can't believe that somebody doesn't spring forward and say, look, no disrespect, but no, 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 we can't do that again. 
Is it because they're so afraid that Trump would beat that guy? Absolutely. See, again, there's something wrong with that, Howard. You know, All polling has shown, again, until this recent ones in battleground states, all polling has shown the only Democrat that can beat Trump is Biden. Again, I don't think that's the way that the system was designed. I mean, we're not uh, electing a, a mayor of of a little town. We're, we are electing the, the leader of just not us, the free world, and look around. These, these are terrible, terrible times, and this is what we come down to while we think he can beat him. And We know he's not very good, but at least we know he, we think he, we're betting on he can beat Trump. I speak only for myself on this. I think Donald Trump is a, 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 a danger to America. I think if Donald Trump gets elected the next time, I would seriously think about moving out of the country. It would scare me to death what Donald Trump would do. I think he is so dangerous that if, if the only option, now mind you, I'm not sure the only option is Biden, but if Biden is the only option, uh, you've got to stick with him. Um, this is a different kind of election than what I would call a normal normal election. Which is really crazy when you look at his approval rating and you would say, okay, who is the people actually voting for him? Because when you do these polls, you're like, what, around 35% of the nation thinks he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I don't know if that's 30% of the Republican Party does. And, and But if you do a national poll, both Biden and Trump do poorly. I mean, that's the point. That's my whole point here. Yeah. Can't we come up with two other people? Well, the Republicans are trying. The Republicans have how many candidates in the field? You know, they're trying to they have their, their folks out there. Democrats at the moment don't. I, you know, you're, you're, and I, it's a good thing you have. You're going to force me to look up. I think there is one other Democrat that is uh, officially announced. Uh, and then you have that Marianne Williamson who ran, uh, she's a bit of a kook, uh, who ran last time and she's running again too. There are some other candidates out. And who knows? Could be Joe Manchin too. You could listen to your reasoning, but again, to me, it comes down to putting your party above the country. Well, in my case, it's putting my country above anybody's party and the one thing this country cannot have is another term of donald trump so i i agree i don't want that either because the guy might never go away this time whatever it takes to uh whatever it takes you see there was a quick comment here see uh someone who worked for him uh part of her deposition was released yesterday uh she said that trump said i'm not leaving this white house Again, which is scary, not just because of what happened, but there's still Republicans that would still vote for him. <laughs> that is really scary. See, I think what we should do is, um, I think like two weeks before the election, everybody should go ahead and say, you know what, that's right, you won the last election. Which now means you're not eligible to run it to run again. <laughs> You've had two terms you couldn't run again. I don't know. Uh, quick break, uh, Bob Westfall might be joining us. That's coming up next. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. 
Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Menards 11% sale ends Thanksgiving Day. Clearview Cabinetry starts as a kitchen built for now and grows with you as life changes. It's flexible by design with full access cabinet construction or storage that works when you need it. And give your kitchen the upgrade it deserves with the 11% off Clearview Cabinetry at Menards. Stores close Thanksgiving, but 11% off remains in effect on Menards.com. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Somewhere over the rainbow way up high. That's a good song. I love this song. And normally I would, this is one of those songs I would sing along with, but I don't want to mess up Willie. You know, I, I just, I, I, I can't do that to Willie. Really do come true. We started the show off this morning talking about uh, actually a couple of really negative things here in West Virginia, uh, including that we are number one in the country for smoking. We are almost number one for uh, cancer, new cancer cases, and death by cancer. Uh, and that we are far and away the fattest state in the country. We have been for a number of years, and we are again number one in obesity. We got talking about, among other things, that. Um, uh, Bob has cut out his Pepsi, and therefore you've seen a uh, decrease. You've seen loss of weight because of that. I have, yes. And I have not cut out my Pepsi, although I didn't have any to bring today. Um, I don't know that it's made me lose weight or gain weight, but clearly soda is a people who drink a lot of soda put on weight, and people who stop drinking soda lose weight. Yeah, I mean, it would be like a beer belly. Uh, if you drank a lot of beer, you're going to have that right during your mid-drift. Uh, Pepsi was like that for me, and I knew if I could just give up Pepsi, things would work out. Frio Stack Auction Service text line, if it's going to take me, I want my Dr. Pepper with sugar, not sweetener. Just saying. I hear you, but I do you drink? How many, how many would I drink? Do you drink 24 Dr. Peppers a day? Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. That's yeah, if you can only drink a couple, that's that's fine. I don't think it'll hurt you too much. Uh, Biden will not debate. Uh, Frio Stack, Oxford's text line. Biden will not debate. He will be in his basement or on the beach. He has spent uh, around 35, well, you're, again, you made up these numbers, so I'm not going to read them. I, I, why do you people just make up numbers? Just make things up. I'm not going to read them. 
Um, I, now, I may, I'm not sure. Biden may not debate. He may choose not to debate. I, that I will not disagree with. When the time comes, again, it's hard. But, you know, we don't even, we do not know. Is it going to be Biden and Trump? But if it is, um, I think it's possible he won't debate. Um, I think, and, and, I, and I don't know about Trump. I mean, Trump is not debated in the, against these others. Will he debate against Biden? I don't know. He may think he can cry. I don't know. I do not know. Um, I won't say we're a long way away. We're about a year away from the final presidential, from the actual general election. But uh, it's going to be a long year to see how things play out. Six uh, before the hour, here, five before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Let's head on over to WTRF-TV. Bob Westfall. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Mr. Monroe. How are you, sir? All my parts are in place. That's good. How about yourself? Feeling good today? Um, I feel about the same, so we're doing good. All right. That's good. Are you in the Fortress of Solitude again today? Oh, yeah. I'll probably be here the rest of the week. Okay. Um, and probably back in, uh, I don't know, it sounds like the flu's going around several places. I don't know if I want to go, go back out into society. <laughs> You know, maybe we should all just go back to pandemic days, live in our houses, and you know, there's some value in that. Yeah. What do you got going for us today over at the Big Seven? All right, got several things going on today. Uh, DK is at the CQU arraignment. Uh, This uh, uh, area man apparently was posing as a uh, police officer trying to scam people, and his downfall was that the police ended up scamming him so he has his arraignment today uh so that should be quite interesting um bk tells me he does not speak english so we will have to have a mandarin translator which is always interesting that'll be interesting so, uh, yeah so that is going on as we speak we've got that uh 11:30 today AAA is going to honor local police for their traffic safety this is a big event AAA has every year they honor every uh, law enforcement agency up and down the northern panhandle. Um, plus, it's a free meal, so there you go. Uh, so that is <laughs> taking place today at noon. Uh, detail cover that. Jake uh, is up at the Brook County Commission as we speak. A lot of stuff on their agenda looking this morning, uh, dealing with everything with uh, the, uh, the animal shelter uh, to a possible new chief deputy. Um, so uh, Jake will update us on that. And then um, one of the stories we've been doing on human trafficking, uh, the new group mm-hmm. called Ignite Hope. Stacy Gilson will speak, be speaking at the Rotary today, so we're going to follow up with her. So those are some of the bigger things we're working on today. People can check it out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 530, the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com, the award-winning website. And keep Channel 7 mm-hmm. in your pocket with Storm Tracker 7 app and the news app set for push notifications. All right, tomorrow is our day off with you, but we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, Talk to you then. Talk to you then, guys. Bye. Bob Westfall from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. All right, we done? We're done. First question. I think we're done, right? I think we're done. I think so. Willie says we're done. Willie says we're done. It's been an interesting day. I think we've uh, we've hit a lot of interesting spots from uh, Governor Justice to the the, uh, presidential election to... Uh, cancer and obesity and all kinds of things. Uh, tomorrow, Chad Thalman will, will join us, among other uh, guests. I have some other things I'm working on. We'll see what happens when we get together. Remember, you can always text in on the Frio Stack auction service text line. But for now, i got to say sayonara. See you. Bye-bye. Farewell. i got to go. i got to get out of here. Kirchhoff does have the calm coming up next. Slider and I back again in the morning, 7 o'clock. We will see you right here. Somewhere.
FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville.